Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is August 11, 2014, and everyone got their children on in school today. Good luck. Mine already started. I'm so glad that you're all here. Welcome, and thank you for taking out another day and time with me. Here with me today, of course, we all have those issues in our lives with the dating factor. Men, you know you have it as well. But here with me to help you go through the steps and to probably actually get it right is Mr. Leonardo Bustos. He's a dating consultant called the Companionator. So, everyone, keep your eyes, your ears open. Do call in at 347-426-3751. I will have the chat box open. Do sign in if you're wanting to chat. I encourage everyone to call in today. Ask your questions. But, anyhow, how are you doing, Leonardo? Technisha, I'm doing just great. And you, thank you for having me on today. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. Like I said, we all have those issues, dating, especially with most guys. But I love your topic, how to attract women just with humor. But, I mean, I'm a laughing person, so I do want to get into that. But before we do, let's get more into about your background, how you got started into this. Well, first I was born, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then when I when I, I went to San Diego State in the early '80s, and and uh, um, actually the the mid '70s, but I'm dating myself now. But the women there were just so beautiful with their tan bodies and their skimpy outfits, and. And when I tried to talk to them, you know, the hormones are raging. Sometimes my jaw would just drop open and my brain would turn to mush, and, and I didn't, had no idea how to do it. So so I was going for my master's degree at the time, so I asked my professor if I could if I could do research on how to attract women. And he said, if you, if you footnote it and you do it properly, um, sure, I'll give you credit for it. So I... I took on the uh, the challenge, and uh, I eventually got pretty good at it. In fact, I tell the story uh, in one of my books. Uh, I was um, entertaining some young hot girl from the beach in my in my bedroom one day, and um, and all of a sudden I heard a, a a glass breaking and a car alarm go off, and I rushed to the window, and I saw this other girl that I had been dating screeching out of the parking lot and I throw a brick through my window and then I had noticed I left my curtains open a little bit. Oh. <laughs> At that same moment, this was back in the days of the uh of the answering machines and I don't know if you remember, you know, when somebody could call you could hear them leaving a message on the voice machine. And while this was all happening, this other girl called in, leaving a voice on my answer voice, at wanting to know if I would be available later that evening. And at that same time, <laughs> a neighbor, a lady from the next door, she was uh, she was an older, very attractive woman um, I had been visiting with, and uh, she came in the door just as the young girl was <laughs> exiting the the house. And she came in the door with her arms raised like she was in a Broadway play. Leonardo, how are you doing today with the skimpy rope on her? <laughs> and it was that moment that I knew I had to change my ways. Uh, it was, uh, was, uh, it was, it wasn't good for my health. So, but so anyway, so one of the books that I wrote was how to attract men and keep them interested. And one of my students read the book, and next thing I knew, I was married. And um, so for the next, you know, uh, she would she would ask me, uh, you know, uh, why are you still counseling all these single women after hour and, and led to one of those we need to talk sessions. And she wanted me to choose between the marriage or my profession. So for the next years, 20 years, I sold real estate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I sold million-dollar properties on the Internet. So when I got divorced again, I decided to pick up where I'd left nearly half my life ago and start consulting on dating. But this time, the approach that I use now is, and you can go to my website, thecompanionator.com, and find out more about it. I market my clients like a million-dollar investment. In other words, if you're going to find the best person out there available for you, you need to market yourself like you would a million-dollar investment, right? So if you want to, if you want to have your whole pick from the best, from everything that's out available, you want to market yourself in the best light possible to the most targeted to the highest amount of people targeted to what you're looking for, and then you pick from those. And then I show them, I show you how to connect with the best people that you select from that whole targeted audience. And that's, that's basically what I do for my clients. Right. And that's, that seems like it's hard to really just take someone through steps on how to do something correctly that you think that you would know, but it's all about learning then according on how you were raised that has a lot to do with how you go about approaching to the opposite, opposite sex as well. So what was your purpose, though, Leonardo, behind writing How to Attract Women with Humor? Why did you write it? Well, because I know that, that once, you, once, you, once you say something humorous to a woman, you can probably get away with anything else. And it's, the first impressions are so important and if you're able to make a good first impression, everything that you do afterwards is either enhanced, and if you make a bad first impression, it's really diminished. So it's really important to make that first good impression. And, and so, so when you're trying to attract a woman with humor, for example, here's what I tell my students. This is just part of what I, what I teach is that, first of all, when you, when you look at a woman, you, you want to – Women are actually the ones responsible for starting conversations. If they look at a man once – there's a small chance, but if they look at you twice, then that means there's a good chance that that uh, your your approach is going to be received well received. If they look at you twice and smile, then you know you're really in. Then you then you know you then you know you can approach with confidence that you're going to know you're going to be well received. Or if a woman looks at you twice and then looks down, that's also a sign that she may just be shy. But but you have to kind of gauge a woman. Here, here's uh, one of the things that I, I suggest is that if you see a woman's recept, receptive, well, here, here's an approach that I would use. Uh, I, would, I would go up to a girl that I'd like to meet and say, we need to talk, and just sit there and look at her until she starts laughing or something like what. I go, you remind me of a girl named Linda that I used to know, but I'm not seeing her anymore, but that's not your fault. You know, and just just say some off the wall things and get them to laughing because once they start laughing, then then you're you're in. But in my book, I have a series of of opening lines that you can use. But here's the interesting thing, Technicia, is that mm-hmm. the, the social scientists have have said that there's three different types of a, of a, of pickup lines. There's the cute, flippant opening line, like the one I just said. You know. We need to talk, or, or, is your name Gwendolyn? And they would say no. He goes, good. I would never date anybody named Gwendolyn. Or, uh, or, or you'd say, uh, you know, you some super hot chick that you want to meet. You go, you just sidle up to her and say, you know, when do you think the hot looking chicks are going to get here? <laughs> so. So immediately you just want to you want to get that reaction out of them, and, and you, you know that they're playfully teasing with them. But the cute flipping lines usually only work with those women who are looking for a short-term relationship or a one-night stand, and that's why they really aren't that effective with most women. The the direct the second type is the direct opening line, like. Uh, for example, you say, hi, my name is Leonardo, what's yours? And, you, you know, you meet them. That's the direct one. Those are usually better, those work better with women who are looking for a long-term relationship. And, and the third type is the innocuous one where you might say, uh, hi, would you happen to know what time it is? Or, or what's good to eat here? Or what kind of coffee do you think have you tried that's good? Those are, those are also very useful 
for introducing, you know, approaching a woman. But um, the most guys, they try the cute flip and opening line, you know, uh, probably because they're only, most of them are interested only in short-term relationships or one-night stands anyway. So that's why the, uh, the, uh, the cute flipping line works. But here is, I'm going to give your audience, men out there, if they're listening, this, this opening line has never failed for me. And it works so well. Oh, uh, I like to hear this. If you're one of my students, and tell me if you wouldn't fall for this one. Well, I wouldn't okay. say fall for it because it's sincere. <laughs> okay. I would, I, would, I would approach a woman and say, you know, first of all, you, you kind of check them out and, and make sure that they're not rushing out the door, they're not meeting their boyfriend in, in any minute. But, you know, if, if there's a woman there that's got a few minutes on her time, say, um, hi, I'm doing some research on love and attraction, and you seem like the perfect woman to ask a few questions. Do you have a few moments? I'll be brief. Mm. How many would, would you? Would you? You know, just say I saw you in a at a at a, at the library or at Starbucks, and you were sitting there, and you know, we had made eye contact or something, and I came and I asked you that. How many women would say, you know? No, get away from me, or I'm not interested. You know, if you do it sincerely with a smile, you say, Hi, I'm doing some research on love and attraction, and then you seem like the perfect woman to ask a few questions. Do you have a few moments? And and with that, I would start asking some questions, um, and, and the questions that you ask, they're geared towards putting the woman in a very um, either relaxed or trusted state of mind, like for example, Technicia, I want I want to ask you this. Okay, this is we're just going to okay. play along here, and you tell I want you to be sincere with me. Tell me about the first time you were in love. Can you share that with us? I was in high school, and I was yeah. in ninth grade, and the guy he was a junior, and oh, he always wore Adidas, and that was my it wasn't my favorite brand. It's just the way it looked on him. And I just, every time he just passed me by, it looked like my breath was just taken away. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of, yeah, that was, I would say that was my true first crush and my, and probably the first love. And how, how did that make you feel? Uh, it made me feel really good. I felt like everything was in my favor right then and there. Just just knowing that when he smiled, it, it felt like everything would just go away until <laughs> I wrote a letter and someone found out about that letter and he read it and I was embarrassed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever kiss? No, we didn't. Oh, that probably would just blew my mind. That probably would have awed me right there. But I was just awed every time I just saw him. And, and so, 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 I, I have a series of anyway. But, but I, I could even hear it in your voice how elevated you were, how your mood just sort of changed. But those are the you when you when you meet somebody. You want you don't want to make it sound like an interview. Oh, where are you from? How many brothers and sisters? And all this kind of thing. You want to create emotions that bring out in a person, and 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 get them to reveal, you know, as best as you can, intimate parts of themselves that that will uncover these emotions of love and affection. And often those 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 emotions are transferred towards the person that you. That you're doing. I have a series of other questions too that 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 go along with the um, with know somebody. And when you ask these types of questions, and when you establish that bond, you can also interject playful teasing and and uh, and humor like that, and making the right eye eye contact. And you can really create attraction by, um, uh, for example, the the uh, the technique. Where you look at the left eye, then you look at the right eye, then you look down to the lips, 
eyelids and you kind of linger there and you look back to the left eye and just do it a few times. And I'm sure that you've experienced that sensation when somebody looks at you just a little bit second longer than, than it's normal. Have you ever felt that before? I have. And also I was going to say, you know, you try to, I didn't know what the word impassive meant at that age, but I guess that's what I was trying to do. When he would look at me, I would just keep my face impassive so it wouldn't seem like, okay, you know what's actually going on. I didn't want you to feel like, oh, I'm like this little girl all over again, even though I was a little girl. (laughs) I I, I can totally relate. I know that feeling. I've been in love five times in my life, and I'm I'm looking for it again, you know, and that's to me, that's life's ultimate experience is to be passionately in love with somebody. And, and there's no greater feeling and high than that. And, you know, I think that's what we're on the, the earth for. It's, it's encoded in our DNA to have that connection with, a, with somebody to love. Right. And that's the way you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel like a small child. When you actually get that with someone that you really love, that's what it's supposed to make you feel and as again, as I said, when I was at that age with him, that's how I felt. I just couldn't contain my excitement and my happiness. I just, I just can't help. I just felt happy right then. Every time I saw him, and I think everybody knew because they would always make fun of me. And now, like I have the guy on my Facebook page, but I'm older and I'm married. But it's like this is the guy I had a crush on. Like, you still look okay. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and and it's amazing what, if if you really want to break it down to the uh, the biological level what goes on in the in the brain when we when we get these feelings there's these chemicals that are released in our brain that are very similar like you know to drugs and 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 uh, they they you become addicted to it you become addicted to these hormones these oxytocin vasopressin. <clears throat> these 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 uh, love hormones that flood your brain, and it's just like you know, cocaine or heroin or, uh, and you become addicted to this feeling, and that's why, um, that's what creates these bonds. And you know, uh, without that, you know, the human race wouldn't exist today. So, it's important stuff that's going on. Why? <laughs> right. Now, also, Leonardo, you created a program, a mate acquisition program. How did that come about? <clears throat> well, I figured that, the, as I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> my my whole concept is to be able to find your best love match available in the shortest time possible. So, in order to do that, first of all, you got to find out everybody that you got to you got to first target that audience out there that all those potential mates that could be your potential mate and everybody has this value in the dating marketplace when you go out there for example i don't know if you recall the movie 10 by you know bo derrick uh, guys continuously rate women on a scale of one to ten but we all have this value in the dating marketplace when we go out there and it's this value is based upon the total assets that we bring to the table and so, you know, um, uh, you could be super good looking, but you may not have any money. And you could have a lot of money, but you may not have. Uh, so <clears throat> what I've done is I've, I've, I've broken it down into 10 different categories. Um, wow. You know, how, how attractive you are, your kindness, your generosity, your sense of humor, your sex appeal, your uh, your power and influence. And so... So, like I mentioned, we all tend to match up with others of the same or equal value when we go to the dating marketplace, and it's so it's just very similar to, um, you know, marketing commodities on the marketplace. For example, you know, if you are, if you if you if you're going to go sell your home, you want to get the best price possible for it, right? And Why? so. And so in order to find, look for a home, too, you want to get the best deal you possibly can. So that's, that's my whole concept. And in order to do that, there's a five-stage process that, that I created software for it, too, that will take you through this whole process. But the, first, the five stages are prepare, package, present, then select, and connect. 
So the first stage, prepare yourself. I, um, the, the software that it's a questionnaire that that uh, when you complete it, uh, the first part of the questionnaire allows me to you, allows me to assess your dating strengths and weaknesses. So you fill out the questionnaire, and it it, it asks you different questions: How good at you are uh, approaching somebody? How good at you making conversation? How good are you at touching somebody? You know. Um, in a in a in a nonverbal way, and so the second part of the questionnaire is to tell me about past relationships and why they failed. So if you're going to have a new relationship, you don't want to be continue to make those same mistakes. And then a third part of the questionnaire is to give me a little of your personal history, which allows me to create your dating profile because we use the internet because it's the most effective way to market yourself. So, so what I do when I create your dating profile, it's almost like a movie trailer where you give just enough of the highlights where you, somebody wants to find out more. And so that's the secret to creating a magnetic dating profile is to create the movie trailer type approach. So in order to have a successful relationship, you need to first build a solid foundation. And that's what that first stage of the process is. You prepare yourself to have an op, um, a successful relationship because you want to attract somebody um, you want to be the type of you want to become the type of person that you want to attract so the second part of the process is prepare package and then you package yourself uh, just like uh-huh. when I used to market investment properties you package them in the best way possible you know you create the best take the best pictures you create the best headlines the captions the dating profile that's part of all the packaging process. The third stage is to present yourself. So that's when you go on. I, I have a, uh, and part of the software is a, is a search engine for dating websites. And there's over 10,000, believe it or not, 10, over 10,000 growing dating websites out there. And you can find a dating website if you're a vampire, if you're a Trekkie, uh, even if you're a furry. Have you, do you know what a furry is? No, I was just about to ask that. What is that? <laughs> Look it up on the Internet. It's true. There are large groups of people who like to dress up as furry animals and have orgies in the wilderness. No, that's not right. That's not, that's not right at all. It's a dating website for it. So any of your listeners out there who are curious, Look at, go to a furrydating.com, I think it is, but uh, if, if you look it up, no, but there's, you I know, for horse like lovers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I was going to say, I think it says like over 1,500 dating sites now. Every You could go on there if you want to find somebody who's gluten-free, a vegetable eater, and it's like, it's really, it's kind of almost getting ridiculous, though. It's it's more work than just to walk up to a person face-to-face and communicate with them than to go to a dating site, to me, Leonardo, because dating site, you got to put in so much information. When I'd rather see you face-to-face. First of all, I know that's you. I don't have to worry about you trying to put up a, a picture of a six-pack out man that's not you. Don't have to worry. Well, probably have to worry about you still lying about your name or whatever, but I, I just feel like it's better. And then people get on your nerves when they're online. They just don't know when to stop, and you be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Do no. not contact me anymore. I don't no, know no. which one's possible, face-to-face <clears throat> or either online, but either way, you still got to be careful because, I don't know, you, you might be a psych, psychotic person. I don't even know that either. So, Those are, you know, those are all valid concerns, and and. And the thing of it is, if you just limit yourself to the local dating pool, you're really selling yourself short. If you typically, it used to be where people connected with others through family or friends or work or local hangouts. Do you realize how much out there that you're missing out on when you go out on a dating website? And there's ways to get around those other concerns that you had. For example. Um, for example, if you saw, if you were going to market your house, we were using a, a house as an analogy before, would you just put a for sale sign up in the front, 
or would you put it on a multiple listing service or would you put it on multi on, on several multiple listing service don't you want to get the best buyer out there possible I mean why just limit yourself to just a local marketplace and and so the, the thing of it is, too, so when you go on a dating website, there's a lot of scammers out there. Believe me, there are. But there's ways that you can do that. And, and so the whole concept is the more options you have, the more selective you can become when you choose somebody. And, and, uh, and the uh, – I'm sorry, were you going to say something? I was going to say I was watching Katie Couric show and a lady says she went on match.com and met a gentleman thought that he was oh was it christian mingle one i think it was christian mingle thought he was nice and everything come to find out leonardo the man was crazy he was stalking her she had to do a report and it was harder because you met him online so i i agree with you you just have to be careful everything is risky when you're taking a chance like that meeting anybody is risky especially online you could meet some crazy fool out at the bar or at the market and, and hook up mm-hmm. with him. But but here's the precautions that I that I have my clients take is that before you there's a thing called catfishing out there and catfishing is people go go online and pretend they're somebody they're not and then try to scam others. But here's the precautions that you take is that is that before you invest any time with somebody you talk with them or you do a Google Hangouts or a Skype. You want to see them in person, that that they look like who they say they are, <clears throat> and it's not somebody from Nigeria or some other country trying to, to get into your bank account or or whatever. But uh, so so, and also too, before you start dating somebody, there's there's websites that will actually run a whole criminal report and see see if somebody's married, if they're if they have a criminal history. Uh, if they're solvent in the community, and, and, and you can verify a lot of this stuff before you invest any time. And it's probably a lot safer than just meeting somebody off the street because there's a lot of precautions that you can take. You know, when you first meet somebody, meet, meet them in a, at a local coffee shop or, or someplace that uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of people around so you can feel safe. But the, the, the main thing is to probably have a video chat with them first before you invest a lot of time. But when you think about it, one of the, what do you think one of the most important decisions in your life that you'll ever make? The most important decision? Oh, oh, okay, besides just trying to save up before I try to retire, maybe just, well, I guess since we're on this topic, just trying to find somebody who is right for you in the mind part. I just want to make sure that's the biggest decision ever, just find that right person who's not psychologically um, mentally ill up there. That's probably would be my answer. I, I don't know, Leonardo, what would be the answer, but that was, that's mine. I don't. I want to make sure that you're okay. Who do you choose to be your partner? Who you choose to be your partner is probably one of the most important decisions that you'll ever make towards your happiness. This is somebody that you're probably going to spend more time with than anybody else. It could determine who your family, your friends are, your peace of mind, your security. And what amazes me is that people will get advice on what cell phone to buy, what insurance to buy. Uh, Yet how often does somebody get an expert to tell them to may help them make one of the most important decisions that they'll ever make. And so there's a lot of precautions that you can take when you screen when you're screening somebody. And yet what's amazing and I think you're going to find it more and more that people are going to start using dating coaches and relationship experts to help them make one of the most important decisions. Uh there was a recent survey by USA Today came out with it that that over one since 2005, over one third of marriages started out online, and over half of the relationships that people are in today started from online dating. And the, the trend is actually going up because it, it's just not practical anymore to limit yourself just to your local. You know, when the world is shrinking, it's it's not practical just to limit yourself just to the local talent pool. It's like 
It's like if you were if you were going to sell your house, why just put a for sale sign up on the front door when you can market to uh, to millions of other people online? And so it's wow. that same sort of concept. And 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 actually, if you know how to do it, you can be a lot safer uh, because you have that buffer between you, and you have the opportunity to really check out a person before you become too involved with them. And, and, and based upon these algorithms that they have for these dating websites, like in my software, one of the processes that you use to, um, <clears throat> to determine, uh, it's called, a, one of the modules in my software is called a create a mate matrix. And that's where you create your perfect prototype partner based upon 40 characteristics that we find that we look for in a person whether it's their height their weight their ethnicity their religion and so you rate all of these factors in the in the software and it comes out with this prototype perfect partner and so in the software when you start dating people you start to compare them to this perfect prototype partner and also to the other people that you're dating. So you also can, well, you can also select them percentage-wise based upon this prototype partner that you selected, but also to each other, so you, which allows you to select the best from the rest before you start investing time in connecting with them. And I show you how to connect with them in, in, in some really deep and meaningful ways. Okay. Well, Right now, I want everyone to make sure they stay connected. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be back with Leonardo to discuss about more about his book and any interesting stories that he could give us about his book. So do not touch that dial. You're tuning in to Blog Talk Radio. There's only one station that will keep you happy, Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. My name is Brett. If you smoke, you could get gum disease and need to get your teeth pulled, like I did. Here are some tips in case that happens to you. If you're having one tooth pulled, your dentist will probably give you a shot in your gum for the pain. Sometimes part of the tooth they're pulling breaks off. If that happens, they may have to cut away the gum and bone to get at the rest of the tooth. Then they remove it. Of course, if smoking gives you gum disease, you might have to have 15 teeth pulled at once, like I did. The pain that comes with that is just something you'll have to get used to. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. For the most accurate health information, visit www.cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. All right, we're back on the air with Leonardo Bustos, the author of How to Attract Women with Humor, and we have been through the ups and downs. We even told about my little love story and everything. Now, Leonardo, we were talking about the fact that you could put this certain prototype into this program, but have you known for people to actually put a prototype into the program that may seem like kind of unrealistic, a little, like, we know that we're not going to probably go out and get someone who looks like no Jennifer Lopez or no woman's going to go out and get anyone who looks like Denzel Washington. Right, of, of course. And, and part of the other, part of the, the um, one of the things that I, that I, I, I've created a dozens of videos. One of the videos that I have is, uh, deals with the interpersonal marketplace, and it's called the exchange factor. And as I mentioned earlier, we all have this desirability factor, this this rating in the marketplace, how we rate, and that depends upon all of the uh, assets that we bring to the table. And we all tend to match up with others of equal or greater assets or values or qualities that we possess. One of the expressions that I use is that uh, the, the total values 
the total value of qualities we possess determines the quality of person we'll caress, which basically means that, you know, you have to be realistic and when you, when you go to choose somebody. And so you have to give yourself, be, be brutally honest with yourself to find out what assets you bring to the table. And, and, and when you do that, it also shows how you can increase your value in the dating marketplace by improving on those areas that you can improve on, whether it needs to be, you know, losing some weight, whether it needs to uh, cleaning up your environment or, or getting a, living a healthier lifestyle, whether it, whether it involves increasing your bank account, becoming more financially stable. Uh, so, so there's a lot of ways that you can increase your value by making your life more inviting. And because the, 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 the better that you can, uh, the, the, the total better that you can package yourself and become the, the type of person that you want to attract, the, the, the faster it will happen and the higher a quality person that you're going to attract. So in this, in this create-a-made matrix, it has limitations on the amount of, um, that you can rate person. For example, you have, uh, there, there's 40 different characteristics, and you can only give, you rate them on a scale of 1 to 5, and you can only give 8 5s, 8 4s, 8 3s, 8 2s, and 8 1s. So you have to work within those confined values. And, for example, you can't put, you can't give every one of these things a five. You can only give the top eight values a five. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. in, in other words, you only have, um, you can only give eight fives, eight fours, eight threes. So that allows you to be more realistic and more n and narrowly define the type of person that you're looking for. And so you have to be realistic when you go out in the dating marketplace, like you say, <laughs> you know, uh, unless, unless you have something to offer a, a Denzel or a, or a, a, right. a, another, you know, G Gary Jeter or whatever, um, you got to bring, you got to have, bring something to the table. So you have to be really realistic in, in, in that, in that environment. And when you start dating, you know, the chemistry is so really important, too. Uh, and so these, these factors are, are objective, subjective to a, to a degree. In other words, what you might find attractive in somebody, somebody else may not find attractive. So all of these things, are, there's a lot of factors involved in this. So, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of factors involved in the chemistry of the whole thing. But... You've got to start somewhere, and this is probably the most scientific way to do it. Okay. Well, I don't see nothing wrong with that. That sounds safe and sound and an uh, easy way. But, and as you said, don't don't let it go. Unre you got to be realistic about it all. You, you're not going to get this superstar honk-a-honk -honk or superstar bam-bada-boom-bada-beam. So let's keep her real. Now, from all of this, what interesting stories can you really tell us about the book? Well, there's actually a couple of books. Are you referring to the, the cyber system dating or how to attract women with humor or, um, well, or how to attract women with humor? I forgot you do have how many books? Four or is this a fifth? Uh, four, four right now. Okay. Uh, I wrote how to attract women with humor. How, how to attract Oh, how to attract men and keep them interested, how to attract women and keep them interested. Um, uh, I, can, I, can, I can go a little bit about um, how to keep somebody interested. And one of, the, one of the best ways to do that is to find out what somebody, say if you, if you want to connect with somebody, um, find out what it is that they want and help them to get it. Uh, for example, if, if somebody, uh, you can actually become indispensable in a person's life, and, and it's amazing how the pursuit of a goal can really bond people that, had, that didn't even like each other in the first place. For example, if you look at a, a, a I used to play football, and, and there was some, you know, there was some racial tension 
prior to the football season, you know, between, you know, there were some Latin players or some white players or some black players, and there was a lot of racial tension going on prior to the season beginning. But once we started playing together as a unit and it was us against these other teams, I tell you, we became so close by the end of the season, you know. So, so when, 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 to, when people are pursuing a common goal, the ability to create that bond is so strong. And so, and, and it allows you, when you pursue a goal together, it really creates a strong bond. And so you're also able to spend more time with that person. And, and so that's one way that you can uh, really bond with somebody. There's, there's actually three levels of disclosure. There's, uh, you know, when you reveal, uh, you know, where you're from, your neighbors, who your family is, what you like, that's level one. Level two are really more intimate disclosures that you share with people. And level three are your deepest, darkest secrets. And when you're able to share level three disclosures with somebody, that's when you really create a strong bond. And you have to do that slowly and gradually. You have to build that trust. Uh, and, and there's a... And, and typically you can create those strong bonds in times of joy, if you're there when somebody's having a great, uh, when, they're, when they're on top of the world and you can share that joy with them, that's one way that you can create that emotional tight bond. Also, when somebody's grieving or going through a very mournful period, uh, when you're there, you can create a strong bond by being there to support them. Um, another way to create a, to make somebody fan of you when you're not even there is to find something that they have that they use or that they're around on a daily basis. For example, I have I have a coffee coffee cup from a girlfriend from ten years ago. <laughs> and and every time I she gave me a coffee mug from Seattle and it's all chipped and you know, I glued it together. But every time I drink a cup of coffee every morning, you know, I'm reminded of her, you know, in some way or the other. Um, one of my girlfriends, she passed away. Um, I don't know if I should share this one, but I, but I will. It's, it's, she would, she's probably smiling down on me right now when I'm saying this. She, she, she had given me as a gift um, this little jar that says, I'm looking at it right now, in fact. Oh, my gosh. It says, Ashes of Old Lovers. Oh. And when she passed away, she um, she had that in her will to give me some of the ashes, and I put it in that jar, and I'm looking at it right now. I mean, and it's it's in my office, so... There's a part of her that's that's. In in other words, there's a lot of ways that you can, uh, if you can find something. For example, has somebody ever told you about a song? Oh, I really love this song. And then you could hear that song ten years later, and who do you think of? Has that ever happened to you? It, it has, and I wouldn't even say I date the person, but just even been in a close friendship with someone and when they pass on it brings a lot of memories i had a close encounter with a friend and he he passed on um he was in panama city and drowned so it brought a lot of things together certain songs just what made me think of them knowing that we went to the same college we took some courses together just all that brought up all those memories but as you were saying, I know that she's smiling down right now, Julie Leonardo, and, and that's one good thing about life when someone passed on, to always just try to remember the good things about them and not the bad things. And, see, that's what you're doing. You remember every little good thing that's making her smile right now. She's with you without you knowing it. I know a lot of people don't go into the spiritual world of things, but trust and believe me, spirits are here with us. They are, and they be around you. You don't even... And that little feeling that you get, they're there. 
they are there, and she's happy. She she she's happy because she knows that you're happy, Leonardo. And I appreciate you for sharing that with me. I do for confining me to share that because it it takes a lot of courage. Sometimes it's hard for us to really just come out and be like, okay, I don't even know you. I don't know nothing about you, but you you really trusted me with that, and I do appreciate that that you did that for me. No problem. Glad to do that. Yeah, I mean, um, wow. Just. It it's, uh, brings up some old emotions, but I, uh, I've been in, I've been in, I have to say I've been in love five times in my life, and I'm still in contact, well, with four of them. Uh, uh, but I mean, I, 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 all of my, all of my old past relationships, even my ex-wife, we still, you know, still have a good relationship. So it's important to be able to have that too, you know, to, to not. Uh, to not, to not carry around hate in your heart because when you do that, you only hurt yourself. Why? And it takes so. I, to me, it just takes so much time out to really just build hate up inside you. It does. That's a lot. It takes a lot to build up hate because you got to think about everything that that person has done to just keep on building up. So that's a lot of work, honey. I will just take my time. I just keep on smiling. So well, that's right. Know. You really, I mean, you just shorten your own life. When you when you carry around that hate and animosity, you're really only hurting yourself. You, and to me, it's right. it's, uh, it's it's not worth it. Right, because the person who you hate actually is enjoying themselves, and you're wasting all your energy still hating them. While they're, they're, not them. Even, they're not even thinking about you. over there thinking about them. Right. Um, but Leonardo, um, where can we buy your book? Because this is an interesting book, and, and maybe all your other books too. Well, you can go to my website at thecompanionator dot com, and uh, for your audience there too, uh, I'm, I'm offering a free forty five minute strategy session on how to find the love of your life. Or also too, you. Can Sign up for a free report on the seven reasons you're still single. So if you go to my website, thecompanionator.com, you can see my books and videos there. You can uh, schedule a free strategy session with me. Be happy to do that for your um, guests. And, um, yeah, you, you click on the, the button there, and it'll give you my calendar, and um, and it'll allow us to do, a, you know, a half an hour, 45-minute uh, Skype or Google chat. So I have some openings now, so first ones to do that can uh, feel free to to give me a call or connect with me. Be happy to help out. Oh. It, nothing gives me greater pleasure. Really, uh, It's really my passion in life. I love to, to, to help, help people find their love match, and that's, it's been a passion of mine since 1980, and I, I, it really gives me great satisfaction to be able to help others. It really does. As I told my other guests, he was like a hitch, and that's what you are as well. Like a hitch, just like the movie Will Smith played in, hooking up <laughs> that you think that you could never be with in a, in a moment of time to actually be with. Because sometimes that person who you really, truly, truly love, it looks like it's just so difficult to reel them in. Like, oh, my God, why is this person so hard to get? And that's what, and that's exactly what you do and who you are. You help the impossible, make it possible for them to make them happy. Now, with, before we actually get out there, Leonardo, in any time that you have helped coach people through this, how many of them have actually gotten married uh, stay together for a long period of time. Oh, I I can't even. Th- there's there's too many to even think about right now. Probably over from uh, my after from my books and and things. I I can't I, personally. It's been probably over a couple hundred maybe, but uh, uh, over the years, I don't know, over a thousand maybe. I don't know from the books and the tapes and everything. So it's it's hard to say. I mean. You know, I don't keep track with of, of everybody, but uh, but the, the people that uh, that do uh, use my uh, consulting, I have a consulting practice too. The, the success rate is very, very high. Oh, what? 
Oh, now that now you're a bad man. <laughs> but I'm glad to see that people have become successful just following your guide, trusting in yourself, first of all. you got to trust in yourself, trust in the Lord that he will do it correctly for you as well, and everything will be just fine because you can't do one way after the other. You can't go out here and just expect to meet the person of your dreams if you're not going to have faith in it. So, Leonardo, I appreciate you for coming to the show and, and sharing these good tips with us, and I hope everyone out there get your love and Get your love on the right track. Grab this book, and I hope everything goes fine for you. If you feel that you've got a little shakiness, you know who to call. Leonardo Bustos, he's there for you. And, and one, more me- one, one more message before I go, Technicia. Oh, 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 Leonardo. Stay sexy, my friends. <laughs> That's right. Don't let your appearance go. Right. A lot of people don't understand it. And please, another good tip. Make sure that all all hygiene is taken care of. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We've got to do this again soon. All right, Technies, you take care. You too. Bye-bye. The truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen is no one else can give you an improved sense of self-worth. Never doubt your worthiness. You are the only person responsible for discovering your unconditional worth. When you understand that, it's not the other person. When you do not blame or fault find, you will understand that your difficulties are self-generated. You have the power, not the other person. At any moment, you are free to choose an improved sense of self-worth. Choose to work hard, find supportive friends, and follow good role models. Let go of destructive relationships, whether they are not, whether they are at work, your family, or your friends. Have faith in God that you deserve better. Today, appreciate your self-worth by realizing and knowing you are making good choices. Enjoy the day, everyone. Tomorrow coming up is another relationship coach named Troy Spry, and we will be talking about can a man really be faithful to one woman? Well, Hopefully, we'll find that answer out, won't we? So you stay true to yourself today. Don't let anyone steal your joy, as I always say. Stay blessed. I love you. And as usual, if you have any questions after the show, always find me on Facebook, my Facebook fan page, The Bright Side with Technicia. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.